You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 33 of the Living Brave podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and this is part three of the Worthy Wealthy Woman series that took place inside my Facebook community. It was a super valuable free training and we dove into really alchemizing the relationship with money and wealth. And part three today is all about money and business. So we'll talk pricing and sales and investing in yourself. And this is going to be super supportive for not only just entrepreneurs, but people who are interested in the CEO level money management and really how to make aligned investments in yourself and your business. So if this podcast resonates with you, as always, my favorite part about this is when I can connect with you. I sit here and imagine you're right in front of me and we're having a conversation. So when you screenshot the podcast and share it on Instagram and tag me at Shoshana underscore Raven, and I can share it and connect with you, that makes me so happy. When you share this with a friend and you spread the love when you go and take two seconds and give this a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're feeling super generous, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, that means the absolute world to me. If you love this community, if you're not already in the Living Brave Facebook community, that's an amazing place to connect with other like-minded leaders and entrepreneurs, collaborate, and access some bonus trainings like this one as well. So what's going on with Living Brave? I have a bunch of a bunch of things going on, but right now we're in the launch of the Leadership Mastermind, which is a really intimate six-month group experience with a one-to-one component for a woman who's scaling beyond the five-figure months and honestly, scaling beyond beyond success as a number, really stepping up into her leadership, into her voice, and building a community around her work. So this is for someone that already has the foundations, knows what she wants to be known for, has started to work with clients, but wants to grow a product suite, wants to have multiple places for people to plug into, and wants to be the standout in her space and do this work and integrate and implement and face the unique challenges and opportunities that come up as you grow your business when mentorship is and the most important, I believe, with an epic community of women from all around the world who have big ambitious goals. So if you are interested in that, we have a few spots left. We kick off on March 18th. And if you're someone at the earlier stages, I'm already enrolling for EBA, which is 
<laughs> I'm out of words for how amazing EBA is. So that's where someone really launching a business, getting it off the ground and blasting through some of those confidence and mindset blocks. The community in there is also next level. So thank you so much for being here and enjoy. Welcome to day three of the Worthy Wealthy Woman. I'm so excited to be here. Day one, the Worthy Wealthy Woman was all about, you know, how money works, how we create our reality, and a lot about um, how our thoughts are really forming our day to day. Day two, we went from awareness to taking responsibility for our beliefs. I truly believe that's why day two was so triggering, <laughs> right? Because um, we're taking responsibility of our, our unconscious beliefs and fears around money, right? Around savings, debt, spending. And really an invitation on day two is to opt out of the it's never enough to the possibility of overflow of excess, the possibility, possibility, creating a pathway. Right, so dropping into gratitude and appreciation and becoming a vibrational match for the life that we want to live while being present while we're here. So day three is all about grounding this down into your business. So many of us are in business, business women, so it's super exciting. And really, this three-day training is just peeling back the layers. There's so, so many layers to wealth expansion, financial liberation, and really the invitation to say yes is an invitation for yourself to energetically back your desire to step up and create the financial reality that you're seeking. So number one biggest mistake here is just like we talked about yesterday, Yesterday, you know, you have to believe that you are worthy, one, in your sales and your pricing and your business, and two, that what you want is possible. So holding the vision, right, possibility creates pathway. So when it comes to your business, not standing in your worth and not deciding it's possible. Let's just say that's the biggest mistake, right? And this can manifest in many different ways that create stagnation or resistance or this feeling of lack or writer's block or lack of inspiration. So let's talk pricing and sales. I think a lot of people are seeking this crazy formula that's gonna give them an exact number that they should price their offers at, or on the other hand, just being super woo about it and really forming a pricing out of thin air. So we wanna find a happy medium here. I truly believe that there is a middle ground, right? And there is no perfect price point. And the big mistake I see, you know, people when we just start working together because we work on this off the bat, doing is that we try to price for what we think people can pay. First of all, that's projecting our money story onto them. And two, there's all different kinds of buyers, people who think spending a certain level on something is crazy and it's a no-brainer, who like to buy different kinds of things. So what's important is picking a point that you believe in, you can stand confidently behind, and it's geared towards a type of client that you'd like to work with because we know that you're not for everyone. So for me, I actually work with all different kinds of people. I have different price points, different levels for people to plug into. I, I help my clients on forming a product suite that actually makes sense. People tend to stay in my ecosystem and plug in at different levels. Money is an energetic commitment, so it's all different energetic commitments. But the rule of thumb that you can take with you and I use in my business is the higher the price point, typically the more access to me, the more time and energy, and really pricing around the value of the experience. So even though quantum wealth is three weeks, it's going to pack a punch, right? I'm looking at what's the outcome that someone walks away with feeling financially liberated and having tools that can serve you for years, right? And less of, okay, so per hour thing, because that's not going to cut it. So the mistake I see people pricing on time, not value. Pricing based on what other people are doing, oh my gosh, who's done that, right? <laughs> that is going to make you crazy. 
because there's people charging 50 and, and people charging 5,000, especially if you're in the coaching industry, right? Per session, whatever you wanna say there. So I just did a reel yesterday in my Instagram that was really fun. I liked, and you can go watch it because I explain it more in depth. I price based on the lifetime benefits. So say you're a relationship coach, you save someone from 10 years of an unconscious relationship worth millions, right? Savings, benefits. So say you're a business coach and someone we work together and you're able to actually get out of, say we're talking about EBA, you're actually able to get your business off the ground, get out of starter limbo, have all the tools you need to scale your business to six figures. And then in five years, that's a 500X return on your investment. And of course you do the work, but there are pieces that come in and activate you and help you do the things that you want to do. So why I see a lot of people burnt out, uninspired with writer's block, spinning your wheels is creating a time-based offer instead of a value-based offer. When it's only based in your time, it's contracted, it's limited. And when you can say, can I create something valuable and say like a course, right? That produces value and you can get paid a limitless amount for that. That is entrepreneurship, right? The goal is to step away from it, create something of value. And so believe me, I had a $0 launch. I'm so transparent about that. And I just had you know, a $70,000 launch for a two month program and not by working more, right? Believe me, I really work hard and I do put strategy behind every action. But what I find is most people and my clients don't allow themselves to receive, say, increase their prices or charge what they're worth unless they've worked hard enough. There's this element of I have to struggle in order for me to be worthy of receiving. This idea of plugging in where you want to and is an integrity doesn't feel good because there's this story of the struggling entrepreneur of working your way up. of I'm not worthy of receiving until I've suffered enough. And there doesn't need to be a victim story, a suffering story for there to be a success story. And oftentimes that means to an end is not required and there's actually an alternative path. So you opt out of this idea that there's a certain system and structure that's required to create what you desire and you go straight to the desire. And that when we talk about quantum wealth, quantum leaping, that's what happens. You decide to unplug from the system that's an illusion. For example, quitting my corporate job in New York of, okay, this is the way I'm gonna get to six figures too. Ooh, actually, this feels like a scary alternative reality. I'm going to plug into a new worldview. I'm going to go straight to my desire. And look what happens when you follow your desire. So value-based. And then really understanding that value stacking is coming from a place of feeling like the offer is not worth it. That you have to keep adding more and more and more. So you are the thing. You are the thing. It's your hands. You know, it's your essence. It's your energy. You are enough. And often what I find my clients doing is, okay, say we want to go from a one-off, you know, session to a three-month package and the price point feels stretchy for them, right? For so many different reasons. And instead of saying, I'm the thing, I'm enough. It's my energy people are opting into and they get to plug in at this level. And it could be five minutes that changes the game. There's this, oh, I have to add the bonus time with me. I have to add the bonus session. I have to give this discount. We'll talk about why discounting is not in anyone's service in a bit. But that comes from a place of like worthiness and self. You are enough. You are the thing that everything responds to.
Another thing I see with pricing is that when we don't believe in what we're selling, there isn't an energetic backing behind the pricing, and then we can't be in integrity when we speak it out loud, right? So this could be like on a sales call or even our resistance to be visible about it online, or we don't believe that people will pay us for it. And again, there's all different kinds of buyers or people out there who are so happy to pay for the beautiful work that you do. When we don't believe in that, or we let one person who says no dictate the world, we're projecting a money story onto others, our own, and perhaps our own hesitancy to invest in ourselves onto others. So new belief that I like to try on and embody and it changes the way I show up is my ideal clients, my ideal community, you know, is always growing and there are people already in my space and coming every day who want to pay me in full and who happily pay me for my services, period. Okay, so <laughs> try that on. Why else might this resistance to selling be happening? You not embodying your work. So this is where like the energy and you embodying the essence of what you teach comes into play. So are you a living, breathing embodiment of the transformation that you take others through? And if there's some kind of a lack of alignment there, if you're not walking the talk, then that can often create a lack of alignment in your selling. Or perhaps you're trying to make your offers fit what other people are teaching, fit what looks like it works, versus bravely moving forward in the direction that you feel most called. Right? And I heard this in the community as well. Wait, I don't really feel lit up about this offer, but it's working. It could be working. Doesn't mean it's in alignment. I feel like this you know, works for this code. I've never seen this thing, but I feel called to this thing. Guess what's gonna be easier to sell? The thing that's like your lights your soul on fire. Right? So what would it feel for you to just go for it and express? What would it feel like? Because there's a big difference energetically behind doing something you really don't want to do because you think that it'll get you money versus doing something that you really want to do while knowing that you are worthy and choosing that it gets to make money. And the more I do what I love while knowing that somehow and sometimes it's not my responsibility to know how it's gonna work, but I hold the vision, I become an energetic match for my goals, that it'll come to me, right? And often, especially in the online coaching space, let's say, or service-based business space, there's an emphasis on what ideal clients want, right? What will work, the market research. And although this is helpful, there's actually no way if you're a true entrepreneur, an innovator, like a solopreneur, that people can tell you what to create when you're creating something brand new. There's no way for them to even know what they want until you give it to them. So more time channeling your creative essence, what you feel called to share, then what are people going to respond to? Okay, more about what lights you up. Inspired action comes from that place. We don't just wait around for something to happen. We take action. And this is the difference between linear and exponential growth, right? The linear, this happens and this happens and this happens. And that's a very masculine paradigm versus I get to choose my desire. I get to be in my creative flow and co-create with my community at the same time. So your offers don't have to be one dimensional, no matter what is going on in the coaching arena. You can radiate in many different ways and people can come in through many different channels, right? Your expansion doesn't necessarily come from a direct strategy, it comes from you in alignment and then you use strategies to support you. So day one of this training, I was like, I had sold nothing on the front end and I had, you know, 20,000 in revenue or something since last week. And 
since the six figure quarter, which was last Tuesday, it's been, you know, a 30,000 revenue. I think that's like nine days. And of course I've invited you all into quantum wealth, but there hasn't been a lot of like effort there. What I will say is that in creating this training and creating this program that was like divinely <laughs> placed in my hands, it was in alignment. Right. And then I had some strategies here to support me. Another thing that might be getting in the way of your selling is caring too much. And I shared that uh, one thing I love that my dad said about darts and how to win at darts is, you know, rule number one, you don't care. <laughs> so not caring and being open to the best possible outcome. So being unattached and open to the best possible outcome. And of course that takes practice but we now have awareness so we're now taking responsibility to try these beliefs on. Because that is wealth leadership, right? Money leadership is sovereignty. And so when you're sovereign, you're unattached. And often what happens is we get in a codependent relationship with our business. And so all of this, almost closing out <laughs> pricing, all of this leads to discounting perhaps, or overstacking, or, you know, okay, I'll take a thousand off or whatever it is. And what I'm telling you right now and what I've actually seen working with hundreds of women this year, because I did do some discounting in the beginning and learning what felt good for me. Discounting is a huge disservice, not only to you, but to the person who's showing up because they don't show up in the same way. I'll tell you, I had a $27 slam social bundle that I mean, it could be $200, it could have been free, you know, I get to decide there. But I decided it was gonna be a no-brainer and I had more just people who were so ready to lean in. Perhaps if I made this training, you know, $20, maybe there would be three times the amount of people. You guys are awesome because you value your time <laughs> more than anything, but people really value their money. So when they back their decision energetically, they show up in a different way. They show up in a different way. And if the price isn't high enough, it's not stretchy enough. It has to be a little stretchy, not stressful. Then they won't show up in the same way. Okay, and then you on the other end, first of all, it's not fair for your other clients who are taking that leap for themselves. I have best friends in my Empowered Business Accelerator, which is so much fun and pay just the same as everyone else. We're happy to, but also you could get resentful of, oh, I gave that person a discount, right? And I'm pouring my heart, energy, and soul into this. So moving into sales. So I sell every day. I have like a system set up where I know what I'm selling in the front end and the back end, but more so than that, I'm selling regardless of whether I'm inviting you into an offer. Every time you show up, you are enrolling people in a story, especially if you have a strong brand, which is what I work on with my clients, a strong brand message, a strong community message and experience, you're enrolling someone in an experience, which is a story, which is selling. So when you're trusting of money, when you love what you do, you definitely do not avoid selling, telling people what you have going on. I know that my social media is a channel for me to sell, right? To actually just give people an avenue into my deeper work, which is in part what this training is. Besides a lot of value, it's also an invitation, which is just what I think of sales as an invitation and a very gracious and empowering invitation, right? So we avoid selling for many reasons mostly rooted in the limiting beliefs that I spoke to yesterday. Money's root of all evil, spending is bad, all those things. That's actually showing up in the, someone's already doing it, my audience isn't big enough, I'm taking from people, I don't wanna be pushy, da da Okay, all lies. So I wanna ask you, what would it look like and how would you sell if 
everything would work out 100% in your favor. If there was no fear, if it was an absolute, it was going to work out. How would you show up? And also, what would you sell? What are you feeling most called to? What if you didn't have to micro-niche down? What if being a multifaceted person was actually an asset? What if you are the niche? I mean, we talked about this in the Six Figure Quarter. If you haven't watched that masterclass, it's awesome. I would go watch it. What if you were allowed to evolve and grow and be imperfect? And if that was actually required for you to continue to thrive in your business, how would you show up? What would you sell? And I bet you it would be much easier to tell people about that thing when you ask yourself, what would I actually be putting out there if I knew for certain it would work out? What am I feeling most called to? And that's going to be the easiest thing to sell. So selling is a commitment to your calling and that is it. Selling is a commitment to my calling. When I'm not selling my calling, then it becomes, there's resistance that shows up. And if you're truly embodied in that, if you're like, no, I'm selling what my calling, I know this is like magic and I feel so good about it and you're still feeling icky, it's most likely because you don't have a feminine sales flow, which is the basis of what I teach. And I'm gonna give you a taste of that today. But this masculine paradigm of selling, you're at the door, right? You're at the door trying to get people in. And I was just sharing this with EBA, like when you're in a tourist city and there's that person at the restaurant with the menu and they're like, come in. Even if it's the best rest, I don't know what that restaurant's like. I'm not even gonna look it up and I avoid eye contact or I say thank you, you know, if I'm in a good mood. But that can sometimes be the essence of sales of you at the door trying to get people in instead of the feminine frequency of magnetism inspired action. Okay, so I teach my clients sales in a way that I wasn't taught and even a coach that says they're in feminine leadership or is doesn't take like icky sales tactics are still an element of like being at the door and these hyper masculine strategies. So I have had and <laughs> This is anyone who's been on a sales call, just take this in for a minute. I've had 124 discovery calls this year. About 100 said yes, maybe a little less than that because people overlap in my programs. What I learned from that is that people know consciously or unconsciously whether they want to work with you before you get on a call. So what does that mean? That means that this process, part of this process that you have to do the discovery call and the way that you hold the discovery call that I was taught is actually exhausting. The energy around it is something I decided to change and I decided to change actually not much about the process at first, but more what I was available for and what my sales was going to look like, line in the sand moment, right? deciding what I'm available for. So I decided I was no longer available for overcoming objections, the sense of convincing someone to work with me. And I had already started to make the shift before I decided that I was doing a drastically lower amount of discovery calls. I'll tell you what it looks like now. But when I was still doing many calls, I started to make the shift of okay, how can I make this person say yes? You know, hoping they'd say yes, it would validate me. And we all have an ego and this is all part of it. It feels good when someone says yes to, okay, I know my community is always growing. I know this offer is fucking awesome. I'm doing my best to reflect that back to someone, but my community is growing every day. There's an endless flow of people who need this and want this and are happy to pay me. I hope this person says yes genuinely for them. And it would actually break my heart sometimes when I saw their resistance and their limiting beliefs get in the way of them saying yes to themselves. It was this huge shift. And I was actually overjoyed 
couple times when someone felt safe enough to say no. When someone's a maybe, most of the time, it's wishy-washy, wounded feminine energy that they have to like sink into. And sometimes that empowered yes comes through, but a lot of the times, and sometimes it's just not a good fit. But I have enough free content. I have enough, you know, speaking to objections in my marketing. I have enough free like stuff out there for someone to know if it's not really a good fit and for me to really qualify people before they get in the door and that's a huge piece of what I teach clients and this will be like a huge aspect of of quantum wealth but this is just touching the surface so I give you a glimpse of what it looks like so I'm not saying don't have discovery calls they're still nice right sometimes but it's shifted now and again in the beginning it can be maybe you're getting practice you do more sales conversations and yet you can also choose your timeline, how you want to run your business. It's more me interviewing them for my higher level programs to make sure that the bar is set high in those programs. Okay, not to overcome objections. The sales pages are very long these days. So what I help my clients with, if you're like, well, oh my gosh, like people don't know, I have to hold their hand through this. Creating a compelling and authentic online presence is like the core of the work I do with my people is what I do in my business. Creating a body of work and a reputation that people can't help but want to be a part of and naturally want to go deeper and pay you and stay in your community. I have clients who have signed up for every single thing I've ever done. So what I really do is teach you, teach my clients how to master sales without having to walk through the fire, overcome objections, no more convincing. I have no space for that. I have no space. No more exhausting sales processes and no more clients who finally say yes and then become draining pain in the thoughts okay so less about how can I make sure that they don't say no or ask for a refund we're getting the energy flows where attention goes more of how can I show up hold the bar high embody the essence of who they're becoming create transparency authenticity safety excitement empowerment in their decision whoa what a shift how I show up to my containers as well how can I set the bar high show up in that way so I also shifted my energy around my clients, and this is a huge part of the messaging. I don't speak to pain points. Holding my clients high, I trust that people in my space, my community, people who are interested in my offers, they can trust themselves to say yes. They don't need me to convince them. They can trust themselves. And I also know that they're busy, they've got shit to do, and we are all too busy to get unnecessary phone calls, right? <laughs> like, let's just be honest. So let's talk about now we pricing sales investing, okay? Scarcity, unworthiness, lack. This is the opposite. On the other side of that is freedom, expansion, really the subtitle of this training. So how this shows up in the way you invest. I want you to look at your mentors, or if you don't have a mentor, people you're considering working with, or that you, you know, engage in their content, you invest in your time in. Do you want your business to look and feel like that? Tap into that. Because the coach for you has little to do with the pricing, right? The higher prices and the better coach, all of that, or their numbers. It's the coach who understands and embodies the principles that you seek to run your business, your life and your relationships by. And this is where the main mistake that we make, again, module three in Quantum Wealth is all about CEO level decision-making and really integrating these principles and personalizing them to you. But I'll say the main CEO decision that you're might be making a mistake on is we're seeking out mentors for the wrong reasons. We're seeking out mentors to fix us, to fix a problem. We're waiting for a problem to get fixed instead of I'm investing to expand and improve and plug into a new energy. And I know 
when I spend, especially in myself, that money's coming back to me in more, right? So investment isn't about a one-time fixing gap thing. It's an ROI. The investments I've made in my business, there's so many different mentors and I love learning from different people. Those are still coming back to me to this day. So when you're asking others, you're a coach, you're a healer, whatever you are, when you're asking others to invest, take a leap into something you've created, maybe you're talking about the importance of investing in yourself and community, but you're unwilling to break through the scarcity blocks of investing in yourself at a high level and frequency, then there's an energetic you know, lack of alignment here. Right? And just know that this is normal, so normal, experience it too. There's that saying, new level, new devil, right? On the other side, of scarcity and lack, of what if I fail, of who am I to do this, of am I going to make this back, of focusing on the worst case scenario, is your freedom, is your limitless potential, is abundance, is expansion. And expansion is different from growth because you can grow something like a tumor. Right? I was hearing this in a podcast the other day, the Sam Aubrey Marcus podcast. You can grow something that's not in alignment. Expansion is very different. You can grow to a six-figure, multi-six-figure business and by working harder, the masculine way, by compromising what's important to you, and then what the fuck is the point? Also, soul will eventually come forward and self-sabotage if you're doing that. You know, it's a short-lived process. So I love to help my clients work less, work smarter, express themselves, and serve from their heart, and make more, okay? So as you become more comfortable with accepting of and fully available for one level, the next level will open up for you. And that will continue to happen over and over and over again. There's going to be a new limiting belief, a deeper layer of a belief that you've already looked at. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> you know? And you begin again with new knowledge, new experience. You continue to stretch yourself. Personal perceived limitations continue to arise when you either are being asked to receive or release larger sums of money. And your financial capacity is also expanding whether it's uncomfortable or not, okay? So once you invest in yourself, that said, who here has made a big investment in themselves? When you experience the magic of it, and sometimes not all investments are like that, you have to be, like we said, taking who you're investing in very seriously. But when it's the right person, when it's in alignment, you experience the magic of it, it becomes easier the next time. And yet there's always resistance that comes up. So again, I'm almost wrapped up with this. We'll dive into Q&A. But I just had a conversation with a woman in my Empowered Business Accelerator who signed up to work with me at the VIP level, right? There were only two people who signed up at that level. When the program started, there were two people who came in day of, so right when doors closed. So just an example of like really holding the vision and your launch and not getting worried about numbers and things like that. And, you know, VIP includes strategy sessions. And in two weeks, now there are 10 VIPs have closed the door because they don't have any more capacity there, especially with Quantum Wealth having a few VIP spots. And all the women who have upgraded were so hesitant to invest it themselves at the base level and then got in the program, felt the benefit. Also, when you release sums of money, not only are you saying I'm available for this coming back to me and more, but you're informing yourself of what you're worthy of and what's possible for you and you're vibrating at a new frequency and that changes the game and you normalize a new level. Okay, so it's like, oh shit, this was like the best thing I could have done. This feels so good. I'm my safest asset. I not only intellectually believe that, but now I experience that, okay? And if you haven't experienced it, right? I said it was like hesitancy and then, oh my God, wait, let's upgrade. This is awesome. Before that, there's that hesitancy, 
because you haven't experienced it yet. And there's faith there that has to come into play. And that's why I believe that your business growth journey is spiritual growth. <laughs> like it's a personal growth and spiritual growth journey because you have to believe before you experience, before you see the results. And that's faith. You have to keep going even when all of the evidence is telling you otherwise. Okay, and I have an amazing client who hopefully will be watching this on the replay. Her name is Carrie, and I want Carrie to tell her story, so I'm not gonna tell all of it, but she was sharing that she had a one-to-one -one session with me, and like she had all these breakthroughs, and it was amazing, and she was like, yeah, I had conversations with some of the other women who were thinking about it, and you know, I wanna share my story because so many people are hesitant to invest in themselves. She was like, I was scared when I invested at the VIP level, but you wanna know what happened, Shosh? I got a huge raise and my crypto account went up the exact amount that I paid you like a week later. Like you can't make this shit up. She also like has this crazy story of deciding to pay off this ridiculous amount of debt and making it happen and deciding and I can't wait to interview her, but I won't tell her story here. I see this over and over again. I had a client who invested in my retreat and she's like, I don't know where the heck this is coming from, but let's freaking do it. The next day she sent me an email saying, I just need you to know that I just got a surprise bonus from work. That's like dollar amounts off of what this retreat costs. Okay. There's so many stories like this, but just showing you that it's possible. Repeatedly, this happens for me. I just made the biggest investment in my business ever in a mastermind this year. And I had my biggest sales week after that. I've shared this story before, but still, like, I don't even believe it sometimes. And that doesn't mean, again, invest in anyone. And this is like a principle that works for everything, right? Being mindful. You're doing something new for the first time. So if you're an entrepreneur, just be gracious with yourself because that trying something new is so triggering, especially if you've been programmed your whole life to follow the mold. And this is why I can't imagine not having community and mentors and support because it's already challenging enough. Like this school system, our whole lives have basically tried to beat this entrepreneurial spirit out of us, right? I believe in doing this easeful and joyful way and gaining tools and wisdom, dodging road bumps along the way and plugging in at the level I aspire to go. And that also doesn't mean that I don't experience crippling doubt. Like, honestly, <laughs> you're not doing it wrong if you're still feeling doubt. This is a process. Every day I have an unhelpful thought, even about money, even though I've had consistent multiple five-figure months for 10 months, there's still fear. I just get better at not making these things mean anything. And then I take action that validates a new story. And then choosing the new belief is so much easier as I build momentum through evidence that it's working, that this work is happening. So I'm inviting you all to align in the sand moment, realizing that you can't shame your way into success. You can't even beat your way into success. You can't squeeze your way into success. If this is about liberation and expansion, let money into that process with you, okay? Or it will block you because it just amplifies the goodness that you're doing in the world. And this is why I talked about this today because it's so important. And I'm tired talking about taboos and not letting one of the biggest taboos that rules our lives, money, a main topic of discussion so thank you so so much love you and hope you have a beautiful day